Hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the, um, well, not daily show anymore. It is a show uh, which now airs on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays in which I talk about all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. There is... Uh, these Tuesday shows, as I said before, will be longer than the usual show because there's a lot of stuff to go through because, well, you've got the news from Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday to go through. Uh, I do kind of try and get it by as streamlined as possible and as uh, just basically tell you the news that I think you might find the most interesting. And you know what? There's been a lot of stuff that's happened in the last couple of days. So before I get into all of that, please, if you could like and subscribe, that'd be really, really helpful. It would help me out. It would help uh, us over at Small Screen Out. And um, if you could also follow us on social media, that's at Small Screen Co., Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, and if you could like the page on Facebook and like the video, share the video, do all of that stuff. It really, really helps. If you'd rather listen to this as a podcast, we do uh, also release this as a podcast. You can find that wherever you get that, your podcasts. I said podcasts so many times. Uh, that's at Small Screen Stories. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, then five stars would be much appreciated. Thank you. Right, so let's get into the big news of the day. Uh, well, big news of the week so far. And that's that. Uh, let me get it. Kevin, uh, sorry, Chris Evans has claimed, well, Chris Evans is returning as Captain America in the MCU. So what does this actually mean? Well, it's uh, it's quite big. It's very big news because, of course, if you've watched uh, the Avenger, uh, Avengers, um, it was Endgame, uh, then it kind of looked like his time in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe had uh, come to an end, really. He had a very nice ending. It really, for me, it was a, a very satisfying ending to his character. It's kind of, it was slightly open-ended, let's say. I mean, you know, it's, it's not one of those endings that uh, you're like, oh, you know, it's he will definitely not return. Uh, the ending I'm referring to, of course, was um, Tony Stark. But um, no, this comes from Deadline, uh, which is a well, very reputable source. So I'm inclined to believe that that is the case. And uh, they are they are reporting that he is going to come back. So what they they don't seem to know whether it will be the iteration of Captain America that we've come, you know, been used to over the uh, course of the Marvel Cinematic Universe whether he'll come back as old Cap, you know, old man Cap, which is actually the final, the last time we saw him was as an old man and it was revealed that he went back in time and then just decided to live out his life with uh, Peggy Carter. Um, this actually had been previously reported by Geekosity quite a while ago, so I want to give them um, uh, the credit where it's due. It was October 17th, 2020. They actually said that Chris Evans was going to come back as Old Man Cap in uh, Secret Wars. So we're now seeing that this could be, again, it could end up being in, in a Secret Wars movie or it could be in secret, a secret invasion. So we're still, it still seems as though, well, we don't know what's happening as far as that. So I mean, I haven't, I've been asking around trying to find out what's happening, but uh, it's one of those bits of news that they obviously, I think they definitely leaked it to deadline so that it was out there and it wouldn't be reported on by probably another website and they, they tend to really get annoyed by that sort of stuff but um here's what deadline said so they said evans has been very public that he would be hanging up the shield after avengers endgame with mark uh, with marvel going as far as having the character hand the shield to anthony mackie's character at the end of the film in a passing of the torch type moment 
Things had changed in recent months as the idea was floated of Evans returning to the MCU as Rogers to see if there was any interest. And as the weeks went by, Evans became more game to the idea with the two sides coming to an agreement at the top of the year. So that's what was reported then. Then Chris Evans then took to Twitter to basically say, to make a bit of fun of it, and he said, he, he tweeted news to me. Uh, basically saying that uh, he hadn't heard anything about this. And then in a rather nice, if you look at the, the tweets below, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, who he was in um, in Knives Out with, they both uh, were brilliant in that film, then asked if uh, she could play his mother. She says, in every film you do, can I, can I play your mother in every film you do? So it seems as though Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis wants to be Captain America's, America's mother. But what do you think about this? Is that, I'd like to know from you guys what you think, how you think uh, Captain America could return. Because it's, it's a really, really big, it's a big thing. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's a big, something that I think is, uh, is really, really interesting. But like how could he come back i'm i'm really struggling you can probably see that at the moment but i'm struggling to think how he could come back because either he comes back as old man cap which would be i think fascinating or he comes back as like himself captain america but then it's like it kind of makes the whole moment in avengers endgame kind of redundant so come up with your theories let me know your theories and um Let's just try and figure out how it's going to happen. I have been asking around. I haven't heard. I haven't really had any confirmation. People don't seem to know. Uh, but let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Right, mo moving on. Moving on to Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan has confirmed in an Instagram live that she's returning as Nebula in Thor: Love and Thunder. So this Thor: Love and Thunder is, is going to feature a lot of people. So we already know that, of course, uh, Chris Hemsworth is coming back to be in in the movie. But also Natalie Portman's going to be in this film. Tessa Thompson's going to be in the movie. Uh, Christian Bale's playing the villain in the film. And then we also there are who, who else is going to be in this film? There are loads of people coming back into the to to play this movie to be in this film but I think Chris Pratt yeah Chris Pratt and Dave Bautista are coming and then it's been revealed that Nebula is going to be the third guardian guardian of the galaxy because she is kind of part of that now to be in this movie so it, it looks like it's going to be a pretty big deal this film I, I'm really excited about it I love Taika Waititi also Matt Damon is reportedly going to be in the film now whether or not it'll be another cameo like he did in Thor Ragnarok I don't know or whether he'll have actually a bigger role we'll have to wait and see but yeah she revealed that Nebula is coming back which I think is uh is it's nice I, I'm, I'm happy to see her come back and play that character because she's great as ne Nebula and um, I really want to see more of her. Right, moving on and moving on to what I just said before. Well, I shall move away from that. I did mention that Matt Damon is returning to the MCU in Thor Love and Thunder. He was spotted at Sydney Airport with his family. So um, I think it's pretty certain that he's going to film that. Uh, moving on from that and Thor Love and Thunder rumored to, cam to feature an X-Men cameo. So this comes from Daniel Rickman and he's claiming that uh, Thor Love and Thunder will feature uh, Storm in in the movie so that's something that you know what i think that could actually happen we there, there are they are starting to think about how they could bring in the x-men into the marvel cinematic universe and i and i'll talk more about that in a second i think the first x-men to debut will won't be won't be storm i think it'll be someone else 
uh, but I'll, more on that later. Uh, moving on from that and on to, again, I, I did say I'm going to try and get through these as quickly as possible. So Shuri, uh, played by Letitia Wright, is reportedly uh, going to be the new Black Panther in Black Panther 2. So this comes from Fandom Wire. Uh, and it, that's uh, over there. It was Andy Signal that wrote the article. Uh, so according to his sources... Uh, yes, it is going to be Letitia Wright, who's going to be the new Black Panther. So this is something that a lot of people were kind of discussing and trying to figure out what's what's actually going to happen in this movie, because, well, I suppose if you haven't haven't been paying attention to all the uh, <laughs> everything that's been going on, so it was reported that um, that basically, well, it wasn't reported. Letitia Wright took to Twitter to post a video that was an anti-vaxxer video and also yeah it, it just wasn't a good thing to post it kind of made the rounds it went viral people got very upset with her she was responding to people which kind of made everything worse and then I think Don Cheadle ended up kind of getting involved as well and then that didn't make things any better either so then she ended up leaving Twitter so people at that point because before then a lot of people myself included really thought it was kind of no-brainer that Shuri would end up becoming the next Black Panther it happens in the comics. A lot of people were against the idea because they were saying she's not quite right for the role. She's more of a kind of Tony Stark type character or, you know, she prefers to be the one that's creating the things for Black Panther, which makes sense. That's how she was portrayed in the first Black Panther movie and in the Avengers films after that. But, you know, there, I think there is a good, there, there are grounds for her to be the next Black Panther. I think she'd be very good at it. And this is what Andy Signal wrote. So he said, um, we're told that currently the film's opening will feature Chadwick, um, Chadwick's Black Panther character in costume for a short, respectful tribute and sends off and sends off the character. The specifics of that scene are still being decided on, but T'Challa will pass on. This will leave the state of Wakanda and the throne in disarray. We're told that many characters will vie for the throne, but ultimately one will prevail. We learn Shuri will become the next Black Panther. So this is interesting because there were rumours that um, M'Baku might become the next Black Panther. So M'Baku is played by uh, Winston Duke in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I actually thought that'd be quite cool. I thought that was quite a, an interesting way to go. But no, apparently it's going to be Shuri. So again, uh, it's fans and why, to be honest... They tend to be pretty much spot on with their with their scoops, so this is why I'm I, I ran it because I think they're right. I think it is I think it is going to be Shuri because it would just be a bit weird if it wasn't someone related to to T'Challa. I think if it was Mbaku or um, Lupita Nyong'o's character, I'm blanking on her uh, name right now, the the character's name, which is annoying. Um, then it's kind of that. I think that might be a bit a bit difficult. So what? Sorry, it looks like I'm I'm uh, having I'm struggling with the keyframe frequency. If if you're struggling, can you if you in the comments, can you let me know if there's something amiss with the because it seems to be fine as far as I can tell. Frequency four seconds or less currently. Okay, anyway, I'll keep on going because it seems to be fine. But uh, YouTube is telling me there's an error. <laughs> this is live streaming for you. But um, let me know. Let me know if it's going on. But anyway, back to Shuri. Um, what's So what does this mean? Well, to me, I think this is what's going to happen. I think lots of different characters are going to vie for the the, the, the mantle of Black Panther. I think M'Baku will be one of them. Uh, I think Daniel Kaluuya's character might be another. Uh, I think Lupita Nyong'o's character might be another one that's that's in the in the mix. They also in the article in the Fandom Wire Fandom Wire article they also report that uh, Michael B. Jordan is coming back. Uh, that I'm not so sure on. I'm going to be honest. I don't think that will happen. 
but um, we'll have to wait and see. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen anyone else reporting that. So you know, maybe take that bit with a pinch of salt. But as I said before, they were the ones that broke um, the news about uh, Spider-Man Three featuring both and um, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. So, and it seems as though that's pretty much spot on so they, they do have a good track pretty good track record as far as these things are concerned but let me know what you think about that in the comments below right moving on and moving on to marvel reportedly wanting henry cavill to play captain britain in the mcu so this actually comes i believe this comes i went a bit weird there i think this comes from daniel rickman again but i might be wrong so i just want to check it i want to do i want to give the source credit where it's due. So here we go. Um, Captain Britain, where did this come from? This came from, no, it came from Daniel Rickman's Patreon page, his beloved Patreon page. So Daniel Rickman, I say this every every week, is someone that um, he posts a lot of scoops on on his page. Uh, in If you want to read them, you have to pay, uh, which I don't do. Um, I Full disclosure, I tend to get them from other, other sources because they tend to report on these things as well. The, the thing is with Daniel Rickman, he puts so much stuff out there um, that he's bound to be right on a couple of things. Uh, it, you know, it's the case of a, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of be a bit remiss not to write about it, especially if it is being reported on by other people as well in the industry. So I'm going to be honest, I think I think take this with a pinch of salt because at, first off, I don't think Henry Cavill's right for the role. I love Henry Cavill. I think he's great. I would love him to be the next Bond. Um, I'd love him to be in everything, to be honest. I think he's a really, really good actor. But I think he's really underrated, actually. But I think he's wrong for the part of Captain Britain. I think a lot of Americans put him in that role because they think, oh, he's British. I think there are a lot of other people that are better for the role. Someone in the comments actually said Tom Hopper, I believe his name is, from, uh, what was he in? from the Umbrella Academy. And I actually think he'd be a much better choice for the role. I also think Henry Cavill might be slightly too expensive and he's also quite busy now. He's got uh, The Witcher and uh, that's going to take up a lot of his time. And he's also reportedly going to be back as, as Superman in the DCU at some point. So that might be a bit bit of a stretch as far as I'm concerned. But I just wanted to tell you guys that the rumor is out there. It is a rumor. Hasn't been officially confirmed yet. But let me know who you think would be a good choice for Captain Britain. Uh, I have always said that I would love to play Captain Britain, but I'm not the right person to play that role either. Uh, I think I think Henry Cavill isn't quite right for it either. To be honest, it's you know he's just not quite the right type of uh, actor. I think for that role. But let me know what you think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on from Captain Britain and on to Marvel Studios reportedly wants to make a Deadpool, Spider-Man and Daredevil team-up movie. So this actually comes from We Got This Covered. So um, do I have We Got This Covered covered? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it. Uh, I actually think this is happening. Uh, I actually think this is something that Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige have wanted to do for quite a while, ever since they got the rights to Deadpool back and also Spider-Man. Now, the issue with this is where would they place it? So would it be in the in Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Kevin Feige recently revealed that Deadpool 3 is going to be R-rated and is going to be in the MCU. So that makes me think that, yes, this is actually something that could happen. The only issue I see with this bit of news is Spider-Man. Is the Spider-Man thing. I think if it were a Daredevil and Deadpool team up, then I'd probably be a bit more, you know, this is definitely happening. The thing is that the three characters would work really well together. 
The thing is, is that Spider-Man is actually technically still owned by um, Sony Pictures. So what that means is that Sony would have to be on board with this. Now, I think they probably would, but then it would actually mean that it would have to be a Marvel movie, so probably a bit more like the Avengers films in which Spider-Man comes up. So we do know for a fact that Marvel is trying to renegotiate their contract with Sony as far as Spider-Man's concerned. The idea is that they're going to try and get um, Spider-Man in more movies, in more Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So meaning that Spider-Man, the standalone films, will still be all dealt by, with, by Sony, by Sony Pictures, but then all the films that Spider-Man will come into in the Marvel Cinematic Universe would actually be Marvel movies and they'd be able to use him as, as much as they want. I've heard rumours that they might be trying to make Tom Holland's more like the Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man and then probably bringing in someone like Miles Morales to be the Sony Sony Pictures Spider-Man, which could work. That could be an interesting way to go. I think actually Marvel Studios would probably like to use Miles Morales themselves personally, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, as far as this is concerned, we, we've heard um, rumors, that I'm going to talk about this in a second, that um, Charlie Cox is back as, as Daredevil in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That was reported by Charlie's Multiverse. Uh, Charles's multiverse, I believe. Um, Murphy's multiverse. That's the name of it. I was thinking, I was getting all mixed up with the names. I'm sorry, it's been a long day. Uh, so yes, so that is that is basically happening, I think. As far as I'm aware, that is happening. There, you know, we were told that they're working on new Daredevil, uh, a new Daredevil TV show for Disney Plus Star in, in over here in Europe and outside of America and Hulu in the in the US. So it seems very much as though all you know, it's all kind of things go as far as uh, Daredevil is concerned. Also, um, it was reported that uh, I believe it was da uh, Daniel Rickman that reported this that um, that Charlie Cox has signed like a multi kind of picture deal with with Marvel Studios, which means he's going to be in multiple movies and TV shows in the MCU. So that's kind of big news. So this all of this leads me to believe that at some point in the MCU, we're going to get to see uh, Deadpool, Spider-Man and Daredevil all team up in a movie together. It would be a pretty fun film, I think. I think it would do really well as well. If they could make it, I mean, with Deadpool being involved, it'd just like, it'd be, it might be a bit difficult to work out the tone. That might be one of the problems. Like, do they make it R-rated or do they just kind of make it PG-13 and kind of go go down that route? I think they'd probably go for the latter. I think they'd go for a PG-13 movie involving Deadpool. The thing is, the movie would make so much money. It would make so much money. Imagine people people would love to see Spider-Man and Deadpool and Daredevil all together on the big screen. And I think the three actors there, so you've got Ryan Reynolds, Tom Holland and Charlie Cox, that would be a really, really good like, lineup for that film. So I think if Marvel isn't thinking about it, which is apparently they are, but if they aren't, they should do now. So uh, maybe try and get that trending on Twitter. Right, moving on and moving on to, uh, as I was saying, Daredevil. So Charlie Cox has reportedly wrapped filming on Spider-Man 3. So I just want to, again, just check that I get the... Uh, here we go. So... Where is sorry about this? It's dead air. Uh, da, 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 here we go. I'm trying to find the article on on the website. So that is actually from comicbook.com. So I wanted to make sure that I got it. I got it right. So again, they are very, very. Uh, they, they 
they're very reputable, <laughs> comicbook.com, and they said that Charlie Cox has wrapped filming on, on Spider-Man 3. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what, what would Charlie Cox actually be doing in this film. So we still don't know officially whether it's still going to be the version of the character that we knew in the Marvel in the um, Marvel Netflix shows or if it's going to be a new version of the character. I personally think it's going to be the same. I think they're going to just have him appear as Matt Murdock. And there were there were rumors that uh, Matt Murdock would be in this film as Peter Parker's lawyer. Now, whether that's still the case, I don't know. I think it actually. I think that'd be quite cool. I think it'd be quite cool to see him represent uh, Peter Parker in court and get him off, basically, get him off the charges of being Spider Man. I don't think we're going to see him as Daredevil in the film. I think that might come later. But um, no, he has reportedly wrapped. So he was apparently in Atlanta filming um, the his scenes. So. That's good news. I mean, that's very, very good news. Let me know what you think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on. And moving on to Kevin Feige has teased the introduction of Nova in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's very, very Marvel heavy today. I'm sorry about that. So this was during, um, it was uh, comicbook.com's podcast, Phase Zero. And uh, he, Kevin Feige was asked whether Nova could be introduced in, um, to the MCU as a supporting character in his own movie. And Feige simply responded with one word saying yes. He then said yes to whether Richard Ryder, who's the who's Nova, would be used, or if his younger counterpart Sam Alexander, um, they might be. It, might, it seems as there might be a couple of a couple of years away from happening all this. And then um, Feige said, "Timing is relative, right? I think I'd be uh, I'd been talking about Doctor Strange eight years before that movie came out, so immediate potential is relative, but clearly." We are not shying away from the cosmic ends of storytelling right in the sweet spot of the Nova core and Nova himself. So to me, it sounds very much like they're going to bring Nova into it. I mean, it's kind of inevitable at some point. These films are getting more cosmic. So we're going to see Nova core more uh, and we're going to I'm pretty sure we're going to see Nova. What do you think about that? Is that something you're interested in? Are you uh, Nova was a really big character in Marvel Comics, kind of almost bigger than the ones that we know today, like the Iron Man and the Iron Man's and the Captain Americas, or the Iron Men, I should have probably said. So yeah, Nova's a pretty big deal, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Right, moving on, and moving finally away from um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and onto the DCEU. So Warner Brothers' CEO has confirmed that all the DC Universe films and TV shows are connected. So this was, again, I have to find, I should have probably got all these before. But this was in an interview where she was talking about what's going to happen basically and, and what and what's been happening uh, in at DC Films so with Walter Hamada and all that so it was in an interview with Media Link and it's uh, Anne Sarnoff is the CEO and she said everything's connected now and we're building a DC Universe plan that's much more centrally connected but individually executed I think it's really upstream in the planning that's all it needs to come together um sorry I think it's really upstream in the planning that it all needs to come together so people can feel pride of their efforts. So she's basically saying here, in a rather convoluted way, to be honest, is that uh, the future movies are all going to be connected, which is something they've been trying to <laughs> trying to do for a while. But this doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the same way that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been connected, because they are very much leaning on the, the multiverse. I know Marvel is doing the same. They're basically doing the same thing, but both Marvel and DC. But the way they're going to be doing this, like you're thinking, well, is, does this mean that Robert Pattinson's Batman is connected to... No, it doesn't. Robert Pattinson's Batman will be kind of a, a, almost like... Um, 
a, almost like Todd Phillips's Joker film, is going to be like a basically an Elseworlds kind of DC Comics film, which will be happening on a different Earth. So we know that the Flash movie is going to introduce the concept of the multiverse. So we're going to have multiple Earths, which is how we get the likes of um, Ben Affleck's Batman coming back and Michael Keaton's Batman coming back and Linda Carter potentially coming back as Wonder Woman, although she was teased at the end of Wonder Woman 84 as another character who I'm forgetting. Kind of not the the original Wonder Woman, but not Wonder Woman. I, I can't remember her name. But yeah, so that's how they're going to be doing this moving forward, which makes sense. It, it does make sense. So it means that they will be able to make these DCEU films, but also make kind of adjacent films. And also she said individually executed which to me makes it seem as though they're going to keep on going down this route of kind of hiring talented directors the likes of well i think i actually do think todd phillips is 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 very talented but you know directors like todd phillips directors like um james gunn directors directors that are not just shooters like they they did kind of did with the marvel cinematic universe where they hired quite young directors that they could kind of make them do what they wanted them to do i think the dc eu or the dc films moving forward are still going to have kind of keep that individualistic if that's a word uh <laughs> i said it pretty badly um kind of tone like that they're all going to be you can tell that a certain dc comics film was directed by a certain person and i like that i like the fact that they're going to be doing that it's something that i think they should really lean on um, we're going to have to wait and see what the future of the DC EU or DC films is going to be. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right. So moving on and moving on to uh, the Justice League. So Zack Snyder's Justice League. So he actually revealed that his Justice League that's coming to HBO Max won't be a miniseries like pre as previously reported. It's, it's actually going to be a four hour long movie. Um, <laughs> imagine sitting down for four hours to watch Justice League but that's what we're going to have so as I said it had previously been reported that it was actually going to be released as a, as a miniseries so four part miniseries one hour each but now uh, Zack Snyder on Vero um, basically he was asked so is this still a series or a one shot watch of a movie a rather convoluted question and then Zack Snyder replied a one shot so basically, it's just going to be a film. Um, this kind of makes sense as far as I'm concerned because it's also been reported that it's going to be released in, in cinemas. So this means that it's just going to be a four-hour-long movie, which is incredibly long. That is so long to sit there for in one sitting. So I think they might have to bring back, um, what are they called, um, intermissions <laughs> just, just for this movie. But let me know what you think about that in the comments below. Are you excited for a four-hour-long Justice League? Right, uh Ben Affleck said that working that being Batman in Justice League was worth the suffering. So he actually was talking specifically about wanting to play uh, Batman for his children. So it was very much um that was something that he really really liked was the fact that uh his kids he did finally make a movie that his kids could watch. So I just um it, this was in an interview with the Hollywood Reporter, so on their podcast. So he says, I did Batman because I wanted to do it for my kids. I wanted to do something that my son would dig. I mean, my kids didn't see Argo. Zach wanted to do a version of the Frank Miller Dark Knight graphic novel series, which is a really good version of that. Unfortunately, there are lots of reasons why things go the way they do in the movie business. 
And just because your face is on the poster doesn't mean that you're actually uh, that you're dictating all of those things. And even if you were, that they would be good, that they would go well. I wore the suit to my son's birthday party, which was worth every moment of suffering on Justice League. So he really, really slams Justice League there. But he's basically saying that Zach had a, had a vision that he he liked. He liked the comic. He liked uh, um, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, uh, and. Um, I mean, the, the the film they ended up doing, the Batman vs Superman film, was kind of inspired by that comic, but it wasn't it wasn't an adaptation of that comic at all. Um, so I mean, I I do I still think that Ben Affleck is one of the best versions of Batman. Incidentally, he also said in a, I think it was in the same podcast episode that he thought that Kevin Feige is the greatest producer that's ever lived. So he's I think he's lining himself up for something in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or at least trying. But um, what do you guys think about Ben Affleck's Batman? Was it? Do you think it was worth the suffering? I think he was very good. Uh, I think he he's a very good Batman in relatively av- well, very average movies. Really, uh, I think um, he he could have been great uh, if if he'd. <sighs> I do I do personally think Zack Snyder is part of the problem because I think his his idea of Batman is actually rather convoluted and not one which really is in keeping with the comics at all and what the character is all about i'm being completely and brutally honest with you uh, i i have but there are moments in in batman vs superman that i think are brilliant i keep on thinking about that that incredible scene where batman saves um superman's mum <laughs> i think that's probably the best batman scene ever ever put to film uh but i also think there are massive problems with that movie and one of the problems is that Zack Snyder just doesn't understand batman and um, I know I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for saying that, but I think it's true. I, I, I don't think he understands Batman all that well. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Moving away from Batman on to Superman. So according to Daniel Rickman, Superman, uh, Henry Cavill Superman is rumored to be cameoing in the Flash movie. So this is the film that's being directed by Andy Muschietti. I, I um, alluded to this before. Of course, um, that film is going to be featuring all sorts of people, including the likes of Ben Affleck as Batman, um, Michael Keaton as Batman, possibly Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, I've been hearing, and now uh, Henry Cavill, his Superman. And, but also, not just him, apparently Jared Leto is in talks to return as the Joker in the Flash movie as well. So it really sounds to me as though this is going to be just... just everything it's basically going to be the justice league film that they wanted to make really it's going to probably i think it's going to reset the dcu um to a certain extent we already heard that cyborg isn't going to be in it and that you know ray fisher was very vocal about not being happy well he wasn't happy about that at all but he accepted the decision but then you know there are lots of issues between uh, ray fisher and, and warner media i don't really want to go into those at the moment but it seems as though we're going to get Superman and the Joker in this Flash movie. So let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Talking of the Joker, David Ayer released a new uh, clip of Jared Leto as the Joker from his cut of Suicide Squad. And it's, it's similar to what we saw before, I'm going to be honest. It, I mean, I still would love to see the David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad because I'm very much an advocate of um, seeing... A director's initial vision put on the big screen and not seeing a movie that was just cut into a complete mess of a film which that Suicide Squad was the 2016 movie but I'd also like to see more of Jared Leto's Joker the, the way it was intended to be put on, on, on film 
I think the, the 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 final version that we got in that movie was not uh, not a good representation of what they wanted to do with that character. But let me know your thoughts in the comments below. So it was re revealed. So moving on to kind of slightly different things. Here is a final bit of movie news. So one of my favorite films of the year uh, was Extraction. I thought it was just really really good fun and um starred chris hemsworth who was directed by um sam hargrave who was uh i believe he was a second unit director i think on some of the the russo brothers films so some of the marvel films but he's comes from a um he's very much uh, a stuntman he comes well not very much a stuntman but he comes from that background he was a stuntman and you can really tell that with his uh, his films. Extraction, I think, has one of the most incredible sequences I've seen in an action film, and that's the one in the car. And also, just some brilliant hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat scenes. I think it's I think it's really I think it's a, a really good piece of action filmmaking. I think it's I think it's fantastic. And he he spoke to Collider recently. It was revealed that they're going to be making Extraction 2 for Netflix. And he said, so as far as my personal involvement, I would like to be as involved as possible, but I also don't want to be greedy. There are lots of other super talented filmmakers out there who would have uh, very unique visions and would bring something new and fresh to the franchise that I would uh, be excited to see as a fan. Hopefully we get to do uh, the second one with all the same team and really establish the franchise, if you will. But from there... I would love to see, as a fan of cinema, other young directors, again, can push the level of action. Um, in the actual interview, he he is directing the, the next Extraction film. I'm pretty sure he's directing, <laughs> directing that, that film. But it's... Um, sorry, so I'm, on, I'm on Collider at the moment trying to have to consent, consent to stuff. Um, yeah, so... Doo -doo -doo -doo, he... So he actually revealed that Extraction 2 would film in the fall of this year. So uh, that's still the case, COVID pending. That's kind of everyone's little caveat right now, but we're moving forward on it as well as shooting in the fall. Joe Russo is finalizing the script. We're all excited to read it. I've read uh, different iterations, but I'm excited to read what he turns in. We're all looking forward to getting back in the saddle and hopefully bringing other, another action-paced adventure in the Extraction universe. So they're calling it a universe now. So they're really, really thinking of um, of making other Extraction films, uh, like the Extraction Cinematic Universe. I think that's quite fascinating. Uh, but let me know what you think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on from that and on to some TV news. So I, I alluded to this before, but uh, it seems as though Evan Peters' Quicksilver is going to be uh, in the next episode or one of the next episodes of WandaVision. Uh, so this was, again, uh, reported on by Fandom Wire. Uh, Andy Signor over there reported on this. So interestingly enough, um, if you were thinking of which Quicksilver would be coming into uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe even at this point, you would think of Aaron Taylor-Johnson, who played Quicksilver in uh, Avengers... Which one did he play him in? One of the Avengers, the second Avengers film. I'm blanking on the name now. Age of Ultron. There we go. Uh, but no, it seems as though uh, it's actually going to be Evan Peters' version. So he, of course, played uh, Quicksilver in the Fox movies in the 20th, 20th century Fox films. He's actually brilliant as the character. I think he's probably a better Quicksilver. But no, fans and wire is saying that it's going to be uh, Evan Peters and not... Uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Here's what Andy Signal wrote. The events in WandaVision will set up Marvel's multiverse and in doing so we can confirm exclusively 
that the series will be bringing back a huge surprise character in Quicksilver. That's right, folks. Quicksilver is coming back to the MCU via WandaVision. But we're not talking about the Quicksilver played by Aaron Taylor-Johnson. No, this surprise is even more epic, as WandaVision will, bring, will be bringing in X-Men's Evan Peters as Quicksilver, which means he's going to be, officially, the first X-Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is what I was talking about before. This is, I think this is a really, really good idea. Um, it could be quite interesting for her. I, I do think WandaVision is going to open up the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the multiverse. I think a lot of, uh, I watched the two first um, WandaVision episodes and I, I thought they were really quite fascinating. A bit of a slow burn, I will I will be honest with you, a bit quite slow, a bit weird watching like a 19, 1950s sitcom, American sitcom. And I think the second episode was meant to be like 19. 60s the first was 1950s second was 1960s but I liked it I did like it I, my wife really loved it so that's something that I've, I've heard a lot of people saying that the people that are kind of into like bewitched and stuff like that are really really dug the first two episodes I'm not sure if they'll like the rest of it so much because I think it'll get quite weird and I think this is one of the things that will happen in it that's really that will be quite strange is that Evan Peters will turn up as Quicksilver I'm really excited to see this happen I hope I hope that uh, fandom wire are correct in this again as i said before they tend to be bang on the money as far as these sorts of things are concerned so i'm pretty confident that it's happening but what do you think is this something that you're looking forward to would you like to see evan peters's quicksilver come up turn up in wandavision let me know in the comments below right moving on and this is the next like bit of daniel rickman news apparently daredevil star vincent d'onofrio is rumored to be returning as the kingpin in the mcu so before i continue i just want to make sure that it was daniel rickman because it, it tends to be but this might have been we got this covered yeah i'm right it was we got this covered so do you take this with a pinch of salt but then again they've proven to be right on a lot of things as well but they do write a lot of things as well so let's just say let's just say um, this is all rumor until anything's been officially revealed. But according to them, uh, Marvel president Kevin Feige is very keen on bringing Vincent D'Onofrio back as the kingpin. Now that would to me make perfect sense because I think Vincent D'Onofrio is the best and probably only person that can play the kingpin in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think he's just perfectly cast and he has very, very, been very vocal about wanting to come back to play the role. Uh, there's also that that quote that Feige said where he said never say never when talking about whether the um, Marvel Netflix characters could come into the MCU so I'm pretty sure this is happening I think Vincent D'Onofrio will be one of the main villains like in the more kind of grounded Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff probably more the TV shows type thing uh, I think it'd be great to see him back. I really would love to see him back. But let me know what you think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on. There's so much to get through. So Ethan Hawke has been cast as the main villain in Marvel Studios' Moon Knight series. So this is the series that they revealed uh, Oscar Isaac will be playing Moon Knight. It's a pretty big deal that he's that, that, that he's playing that character. Now they just added Ethan Hawke to the, to the, to the, the cast, which is just brilliant. Two brilliant actors. So this was revealed by The Hollywood Reporter. So there's nothing official about who he's actually going to be playing. They did say he's going to be playing the main villain. Uh, they all then went into talking about um, uh, Bushman. So it's un they, this is what they said in their article. It's unclear who Hawk will play. 
Um, but Moon Knight's arch nemesis is a villain named Bushman, a fellow mercenary who turned out to be the hero when Egyptian gold came into the picture. So we'll just have to wait and see what 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 happens with with this and who he actually ends up playing. So they've already got directors for this series. So Mohammed Diab is uh, one of the directors. He directed uh, a film called Clash, which was really really good. Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead are also going to be directing episodes of this. I think they direct together. They directed indie, indie sci-fi horror movies, uh, The Endless and um, Synchronic, I believe is how you say it. The Endless I've seen. The Endless is really good. I haven't seen Synchronic, uh, but I would like to catch that, if, especially if they're getting um, you know, directing gigs uh, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this Moon Knight series is, is going to be massive. I think it's going to be really big, especially the fact that they've got such good names in it. Um, right, so Lucasfilm is reportedly developing a new Star Wars thirteen thirteen project. This is this is definitely Daniel Rickman. <coughs> this is the Daniel Rickman show. Uh, so thirteen thirteen was a video game that was cancelled back when uh, this is right before Lucasfilm was bought by Disney. And they ended up cancelling this game. It was going to be an open world game. I think a lot of it was going to be centered around Boba Fett. It, it seems really, really cool. But the thing is, the reason why I'm not so sure about this is because 1313 is basically what The Mandalorian is. It's you know, it's this game, a video game about a Mandalorian, Boba Fett, uh, kind of going through Star Wars' seedy underbelly kind of criminal world. And I still think there's room for something like that in the in the Star Wars universe. I think I really do think there is. But according to him, it's going to be either a movie or a TV show. He didn't come down heavily on either side. Uh, I think if they do do it, it'd be a TV show, not a movie. Um, I'd like to see it as a video game. But apparently, they're going to be more kind of open world video games, Star Wars video games, coming from um, Lucasfilm's games. I believe it's called now. It used to be Lucas Arts, but I don't know what. I think it's Lucasfilm Games. Lucasfilm games I think uh but yeah so I'm a bit iffy about this one I'm going to be honest uh I did say that in the in the article but uh what do you think about this is this something that you're fascinated to see I I would like to see this um I, I would like to see what they could do with it but then again I'm a bit like it's very close to the Mandalorian so maybe they'll just say no and just focus on all the other tv shows they're doing and movies as well that they're doing uh, over there let me know your thoughts in the comments below right Gwendolyn Christie has reportedly signed on to start in the Netflix's The Sandman series so this comes from the direct I believe it comes from let me just check again I've got to always check where these uh, bits of news come from because otherwise they get a bit annoyed uh discussing film sorry uh, no, not the direct. So Discussing Film is saying that Gwendolyn Christie has been cast in The Sandman, which is a Netflix series based on the Neil Gaiman comic uh, comic series, which is brilliant. Um, I'm really excited for this because I think this is going to be great. The only actor that's been officially confirmed for this is Tom Sturridge. He's going to be playing uh, Dream, who's the also known as Morpheus, and he's the Sandman, basically. And um, Discussing Film is saying that Gwendolyn Christie has agreed to play a role in uh, the Sandman, but that role is undisclosed, so we, st we don't know what that role is yet. I can't really think who she'd play, I'm going to be honest. There are a couple of characters that she could play, maybe one of the, 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 the gods, but we'll have to just wait and see. Uh, Neil Gaiman is developing this. He's going to be an executive producer. Um, the series is developed by Alan Heinberg, uh, who is also an executive producer along with Gaiman and David S. Goya. So I, I'm really excited for this series. I think this will be one of, I think this will end up probably being one of Netflix's biggest original shows uh, in, the next, in the next couple of years. But let me know what you think about that in the comments below.
Right, moving on to another big Netflix show, which is The Witcher, which is currently the biggest Netflix original uh, ever. And um, almost it was almost pipped at the post by the likes of uh, The Queen's Gambit and uh, Bridgerton, but no, they didn't quite make it. The Witcher season one is still the most streamed, watched show uh, original on Netflix. But apparently uh, the release date has been delayed and this is after Henry Cavill's injury. So Henry Cavill is actually back on set now. He's back filming. But they, he was injured, he injured his hamstring, I believe, and he was out for a couple of weeks. And those weeks, uh, you know, they, they were quite vital. And so it seems as though we're going to be seeing The Witcher Season 2 more towards the end of the year and not like August, where it was originally supposed to be coming out. So a bit of a, you know, some sad news, really, because, but we're getting it, at least we're getting it. And at least they've managed to film throughout a pandemic, which is quite incredible. But yeah, so it means that we're going to have to wait a couple of months to see uh, The Witcher Season 2. What we're going to have to wait a very long time for, because it's not coming, is uh, La Révolution Saison 2. So the, the French TV show that did, I thought, did really well on the streaming server. It did really well on, on small screen. I covered it quite a lot because I really, really liked this show. It's a French show. Uh, kind of a, a, di a different like horror twist on um, the revolution in France and uh, you know they're basically saying that all the uh, aristocrats ended up being infected by a virus that turned them into zombies where they just wanted to kill poor people so uh, it's a weird weird premise for a show um, thing is it was quite fun <laughs> it's very very French um, I really liked it, and I know a lot of people that liked it as well, but it's been cancelled. That was revealed by um, the head of Netflix in France, basically, the one that does all the, uh, the guy that does all the uh, French programming for Netflix. So he report re recently um, greenlit, well, he was the, one of the people behind Lupin, which has been doing really well on, on, uh, on Netflix at the moment. It looks like Lupin season two is happening, uh, which is good news for French um for French TV shows on Netflix because not a lot of them get a second season. So he was actually uh, talking to Allociné. Incidentally, I used to work for Allociné. Um, well, I'm trying to find his name. Damien uh, Couvreur, who is, he's like the kind of pioneer of Netflix's original French content. So he said, and I, I, I translated, translated this, he said, the revolution has indeed attracted many members beyond France, uh, I think many viewers beyond France, for us, this is proof that France, its history and its heritage can interest an international audience. However, we, not, we are not going to renew the series for a second season because although it aroused curiosity, the public didn't find what they wanted. <laughs> well, uh, fair enough. It's a shame because it did end on a cliffhanger, so it means we're never going to find out what happens at the beyond season one which is a shame and on that bombshell <laughs> i'm gonna end the show thank you so much for watching it was a lot to get through these tuesday episodes are going to be a bit longer and uh, a lot for me to get through and i'm sorry if i was slightly tired today but uh, it's been a long day uh you can follow small screen wherever you uh follow you know on facebook twitter instagram at small screen co uh you can um follow me at ej lauder on twitter if you if you so wish if you'd rather listen to this as a podcast i do put them out pretty soon after the uh, live has aired and that you can find that at small screen stories if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please give us five stars that'd be great uh 
you can like and subscribe over on YouTube. You can uh, that'd be really really wonderful if you could do that. Um, you can also like the Facebook page and follow the Facebook page. Follow us on you know everywhere basically every everywhere. Share the video. Why don't you share the video? Comment comment on the videos. That really really does help. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you'd like to see. Tell me what you want to see in the world of um, movies, TV shows, basically pop culture. And uh, on that note, I will say goodbye. Thanks again for watching and I'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. Goodbye.